0: Hey, this is West Virginia Overtime with Sam, and our topic today is going to be about Disney. Um, I told you guys in the intro of the start of our podcast that we were going to be doing a lot of sports, because I am a sports fanatic, and have been since I was about 7 or 18, 8 years old, and I absolutely just love sports um but i also have some other interests and we're going to be doing different podcasts about some of those um we're going to be doing high school middle school sports because that's what west virginia overtime concentrates on but we are so also going to be talking about some college and professional sports But I also want to talk about some different topics that me and my friends talk about, or to bring you guys some latest news. Um, So, one of the topics that got brought up today, I saw a Facebook post from one of my friends, and she's going on her first time Disney trip. And she said, What are some things that I may be looking forward to that may not go as right as I want them to. And so she was kind of gathering a list. She didn't want to set herself up for the point, uh, disappointment, but she also didn't want to overplay it with her kids and get them all excited, and then maybe it turned out not to be what she thought it was because she's never been to Disney. So I thought, well, that would be a good kind of short podcast podcast for us to throw on West Virginia over time to show you guys uh some of the different podcasts that we're going to be doing and they're not just going to be about sports. So this one is going to be specifically to Disney it's going to be mostly Walt Disney World. I'm going to go ahead and admit I've never been to Walt Disneyland out in California. If you have and you have some things to add to this list, if you are listening on Anchor, you can click the voice messages button and send us a message record us a message we can play it um and add it so that everybody can hear it or if you've got a question then maybe we can answer that or we can create a podcast about that if you're listening on any other podcast podcast catching app such as Google Play or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or anything like that. What you need to do is you need to go to our Instagram page which is WV overtime or you need to go to our Facebook page which is W V overtime or you need to hit us up on Twitter which is at overtime W V and You can leave us any comments there or ask any questions or anything like that. Feel free to messenger me or DM me or or anything like that um, to make any comments or or suggestions or even um, ask any questions that you you may have. So we're going to kind of talk about, I came up with uh, about eight things that may not go the way you want them to go. Um One of the good sites that you want to look at is called WDW prep school it's walt disney world prep school if you'll google that Um, they have a lot of great articles and one of the articles is about this and and i have looked at it and i'm going to add my own thoughts but i agreed with a lot of the things that they chose so the first one up is ride closures now there are two different kinds of ride closures ones you can plan for and ones you can't so what you need to do when you're planning a trip to disney world is you need to google ride closures Uh, You can put in Disney World ride closures or Disneyland ride closures, and they will give you a list of all the rides that are closing for maintenance, and they close at different times. They don't shut down um, all the rides in one land or anything like that, so let me give you a uh, for for example, if you're going to Disneyland, or excuse me, Disney World tomorrow, you're not going to be able to go to Blizzard Beach, which is one of the water parks. It's not going to be opening up until um, early uh, 2020. Uh, their projection date is January of 2020. If you're going to Disney World, say, in february of 2020 it will be open however typhoon lagoon which is the other water park is going to be closed it's closing on january 5th of 2020 and it's not going to reopen until march so whole park you know maybe closed certain rides may be closed uh, when I was down there last time it's a small world was closed they were fixing some things in it it had a two-week maintenance closure and it just happened to be the the time that I was down there. So, you, you want to look for ride closures because you don't want to build up a certain ride to your kid or get it in your head that, that this is your favorite ride and I'm going down there, and all of a sudden you find out, oh, I can't ride the Haunted Mansion. So you want to find out about those ride closures. Then there are the ride closures that you really can't plan on. Um, Attractions can close at any point. Um, Most of the time they open up later in the day. And you don't really have to worry about them um they may throw off your that day's plans. You may have a touring plan that that you're wanting to do or you want to hit um this land and then go to this land and then go to this land and so a ride being down may throw you if you're actually in line when the ride goes down a lot of times they will give you a fast pass for any ride that you want to uh, go to as a benefit for you not getting to ride that ride at that time or they'll tell you to come by. we think it'll be fixed at two o'clock a lot of times uh, rides will go down not because of something actually breaking. A lot of times it is that they've had an accident and they need time to clean some of the cars. Um, one time I was in in a line and it got shut down for half an hour. A kid had dropped their book pack or backpack off the ride Um, a lot of the carts are weight sensitive and if all of a sudden there is that weight changes in that car then the ride will automatically stop because it knows that there's been a change someone's jumped off Uh, a lot of kids jump off or, or something gets on maybe one of the tracks or something like that. So, there are some ride closures that you can plan for and then some ride closures you can't. Another thing that may disappoint you is the weather. The weather in Florida is absolutely crazy and it can change in a heartbeat. Um, we all know that in the... The summer months that they have extreme heat but as you get into the fall and winter months uh, one time I went down in December it was 75 78 82 during the day but it got really cool at night Um, it was down in the 50s I think one night it got down to 49 but You need to be able to plan for that. So check your forecast before you go and make sure you kind of check it frequently right before you go and you make sure that you pack accordingly. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're leaving from here and you're going to Disney, you need to go to the dollar store, pick up some dollar ponchos and pick up a bunch of them it does rain down there they're usually short bursts usually it doesn't last all day but you do need ponchos and it's so easy to buy you know five ten of those dollar ponchos throw them in your bag and when it rains put them on and then afterwards you just throw them away Because you don't want to buy ponchos at Disney. They're going to be seven, eight bucks, sometimes more, depending on where you're at and what kind of poncho you buy. And you don't want to spend that much and you don't want to have to refold them. They will not go back in the bag that they uh, came in because there's no way you're going to fold them. Like a machine can so you're going to be carrying them around and everything it's just easier to purchase the dollar ponchos in and, and kind of throw them away with the weather dress in layers when you can or bring layers that you can put on later and and that that's one way that you can kind of combat the weather another thing that you're going to be looking at is transportation um, just because you can see magic kingdom from your hotel or you can see um hollywood studios from your hotel doesn't mean that it's just a hop skip and a jump disney says on their website to plan on 90 minutes to get anywhere now i found that it's usually 45 minutes to an hour but i did always plan for about 90 minutes just in case. I like to be early uh, with the new transportation uh, system, uh, the new Skyliner, which is also called the Gondolas, um they can take a while. They had a backup on it last week that lasted two hours. People were waiting in line for two hours, but people were also caught on the skyliner for two hours hanging in the air. So you need to make sure that if you've got dining reservations, you've got fast passes, um, that you plan accordingly to get somewhere if you do not want to take disney transportation they have down there they also have what's called vans there that that can take you in. and of course you can always drive yourself just know that in the summer and in the holiday at the holiday time the transportation is going to take a little longer than, than necessary maybe in some future podcasts that we can talk a little bit about the different forms of disney train transportation and some things that um you can do to kind of combat different problems and how you may want to ride a bus here but then catch an uber bike or doing things like that Uh, number four is wait times Um, be prepared that you're going to have wait times even when you have fast passes or even when you have dining reservations um there are so many people down there that wait times are gonna vary. They're gonna vary by attraction. Even if you don't have a fast pass, there are certain rides that don't have that long of wait times. You know, you're gonna walk up and you're gonna wait in line five, ten minutes. And then there are more popular rides that are it's going to be an hour and a half, two hour wait time. Um, in Animal Kingdom, The Avatar attractions are still on hour, hour and a half wait times. Um, Obviously, the Star Wars uh, Galaxy Edge rides are a little bit longer. So, even if you have a Fast Pass, it can depend on the attractions, how long you're going to wait in the Fast Pass line. It's usually no more than a half an hour, but it can vary by how they do their entrances. Um to make sure that your wait times are less some suggestions that i'm just going to offer up you real quick is when you can use singer rider lines um i know that you're probably in a group and you want to set together hey do that one time but after that try to Do single rider lines, especially on Expedition Evers. Uh, You can get two or three rides done on a single rider line in the time that it would take you to uh, actually wait for that. Um, Also, do rider switch whenever possible. Like I said, maybe we'll do a future podcast on Ride or Switch, but that's where one parent can ride with one kid and um, wait with another, and then you can switch, and that saves you time of waiting in line and it also helps some a parent to stay with the kid that doesn't want to ride the ride um i wish my family would have taken a lot of opportunities to do that i think we would have been a lot happier because i am a scaredy cat and i don't ride certain rides whereas my sister is a daredevil and she did so rider switch would have been great for us where my dad could have rode with my sister while my mom waited with me and then after they got done my sister could have rode again with my mom while my dad waited with me and i could have there and worried about them dying or maybe just me being scared and nervous so um that's that's kind of The basics of Rider Switch, like I said, maybe we'll have a podcast explaining that a little bit more in detail and how you can work that to your favor. So I want to give you just a little bit of time to think about that, and we're going to take a break real quick. And when we come back, we're going to talk about um, four more uh, things that we don't want to get you disappointed in. And the first one's going to be talking about strollers, but let's take a break for just a second. Hey everybody! I want to tell you about Anchor. It's what I'm using to make this podcast. I use it not only because it's free, but because it's easy. I can record and broadcast anything and everything right from my phone, or I can use a computer. It allows me to edit things, and it has everything I need just in one place. And not only that, you can make money from your podcasts. But what you have to do is you've got to go download the free Anchor app. Go to anchor.fm just to get started. And then send me a link. I want to hear your podcast. Hey, we're back. Um, Let's start on number five. Let's talk about strollers. One of these days, I'll I'll go off on a, on a rant about strollers and getting head and ankles and uh, getting cut off and um, strollers just about uh, taking out my legs. But we won't do that now. Let's talk about. Um, Things that could disappoint you or cannot go the way you want them to go. Um, strollers are very helpful to keep your kids from walking the 7 to 10 miles a day that you c- can do in Disney. I know that people think, oh, that's an exaggeration. No, we wore Fitbits down there. You're going to walk 7 to 10 miles a day in Disney unless you just cut your day short or you just can't do it. So strollers are a must for little ones if you are planning on uh, getting them going. But they are a pain in the butt to fold up every time for transportation because you... Uh, have to fold them up when you get on a disney bus you've got to fold them up you know when you put them in your car or when you get on a boat or anywhere you're going so make sure that number one you know how to fold them up uh, because i know a lot of people rent strollers down there make sure that you do know how to work them um and that you realize that you're going to have to take your stuff off the stroller and carry it while you fold up the stroller. Um, They're also hard to park um, outside of each attraction. A lot of times they don't have room for them. You're going to have to to park them an attraction over and maybe do uh, both attractions and then go back and get your stroller. Some people try to park them in the middle of each land and they do that particular lands, four, five, ten rides, whatever's there, meet and greets and shows, and then they go back and get the stroller and then they move to the next land. You need to sit down and kind of think about how you're going to deal with the stroller and where you're going to park it. But the, the other thing that I see parents getting really upset about down there is trying to track down their strollers um, after they get off of an attraction and they're wanting to move. Because cast members down there, which are the employees of Disney, they do move the strollers. Um, They do try to keep them compact. Disney doesn't allow you to completely lock your stroller. Um, The rules are on the website. But they do move them sometimes. So when you get off of an attraction, your stroller may not be exactly where you parked it. So um, I see parents looking for those all the time. The quick and simple way that I've seen and that I've heard that most parents take care of that is they put their last name really big on their stroller or they tie um, some kind of funky rib on their stroller or a balloon that says their name or something like that that makes it kind of easy to spot. The number six thing that could disappoint you is um, the new rides. Um, a lot of the kids are seeing the rides on the disney channel um they're hearing about them from their friends you're hearing about them from your friends you're doing research on them and be aware that they may not live up to expectations um the star wars galaxy edge land it is absolutely awesome but it's only got one ride open at this time the second ride uh, which is going to be more the thrill ride is not opening until next year so right now it's assimilation ride uh where you uh there's six people that go in um uh, one of you is a pilot one of you is a co pilot uh two of you are gunners and then two of you are engineers and Depending on what different people do is is the ride that you have. There are, are different experiences that you're going to experience in this ride. But it's the only ride in the Star Wars land that's active right now. Now, there are several restaurants. There's shops. There's shows. There's characters walking around. Uh, you can build a lightsaber. You can build a droid. There's all kinds of things to do do in that land but a lot of people don't know that there's only one ride and so that has been disappointing to a lot of people Um, some people aren't aware of it, they're really ride people and they don't Realize that there's way more to experience in that land as far as talking to the different characters and the different cast members because they stay in character and will tell you about Batu and tell you what's going on and serve you the food that is in the star wars movies so take advantage of that don't let just because there's only one ride disappoint you um another land that seemed to kind of disappoint people is the toy story land the toy story land is also in hollywood studios and when they built it It is kind of small. It's not as big as what a lot of people thought it would be, and they didn't build it with as much shade as what a lot of people uh, wanted it to have. So you need to realize that you're going to be out in the sun. Um, There are three rides in Toy Story Land. There's restaurants, there's stores, there's things to do, there's a playground. But you need to realize that it is um, not shaded and that it does have a tendency to get crowded in there. So don't be disappointed. Know that going in. Also know um, the Seven uh, Dwarves Mine Train, which is in Magic Kingdom, um, that it doesn't last that long. and. A lot of it didn't live up to a lot of adults' expectations. Kids seem to absolutely love it, but um, a lot of adults have had some problems with it. Um, They made the seats smaller, so if you are a bigger person, um, you may have some um, uncomfortability in that particular ride the the mine cart that you're actually setting in and it really doesn't last that long it is not a five minute ride or anything like that it's over pretty quickly it does have excellent animation in it and it is worth riding but just go in with lowered expectations that it's not going to be a long ride and um that like I said, the the seating may cause some issues if you're a little bit bigger person. Um, number seven is something that a lot of people were waiting for. I'm not real sure why, but Illuminations, which was Epcot's uh, fireworks display, went away and they are coming with a new fireworks display. However, They created a temporary fireworks display in the meantime to get everything ready. It's called Epcot Forever, and the reviews on it, um, it just started, I believe, two weeks ago, have not been real stellar. Um... A lot of people are comparing it to a large city's firework display instead of an actual Disney all-out fireworks display. Um, from everything that I have read, I have not seen it, but uh, from everything that I've read, it is not living up to he- uh, happily ever after or phantasmic or the star wars fire spec uh fireworks, so please do not go in expecting that. It does have a show um on the water there are some jet skis that are, have kites uh have some screens there are some droids involved. They are highlighting the different countries that are in the World Showcase, but the fireworks spectacle is not as big and over-the-top as what you would normally expect from Disney. So it's just kind of a holding place. So don't really... Uh, Go into it expecting an all out Disney review. However, what is coming? You can see it in Epcot 360 over near the Mexico pavilion what is actually coming and it is going to be out of this world um the reason why they did not just keep illuminations until they got that ready i have no idea but um i'm not sure whether they had to build uh, new holders for the fireworks to shoot off of or exactly what was going on but they've put this in as a temporary placeholder and a lot of people are saying that they would just rather go to animal kingdoms uh rivers of light than even bother with epcot's fireworks now so just realize that when you're going uh down there that you're not going to get a spectacular fireworks show at epcot right now but better, better fireworks are coming. Now, our last one is gonna be the Be Our Guest dinner. Several of you have heard about Be Our Guest. It's a couple years old. Um, it is from uh, Beauty and the Beast. It is the Beast's Castle. There are three rooms that you can eat in. Um, and there is the Rose Room where you can see the rows and it changing. Um, there is the west wing and then there is the library. They are each decorated uh, differently. Uh, you can visit each one of the rooms, even though you will dine in only one. You can still walk in and see and take pictures of the other rooms. Uh, that's not an issue whatsoever. Um, also with the BR guest dinner, you will get to see the beast. If you are doing BR guest breakfast or BR guest lunch, you will not see the beast. So that's usually one of the disappointments of the BR guest. But if you're doing the BR guest dinner, um, it's very hard to get. And from what I understand, experiences are varying right now. Um, they changed it to two dining credits if you're on the dining plan for the BR Guest dinner. In my opinion, it's not worth it. Um, the meal that you're going to be getting is not going to be monetarily worth what your credits are going to cost so you may want to look at paying out of pocket for this. Um, One of the things that people are disappointed with, uh, especially here in West Virginia, is that it is French food. Um, a lot of West Virginians don't like French food, and they don't like the size of French food. So be aware of that going in. The theming is absolutely beautiful, and getting to meet or, or getting to see the beast is is awesome. But realize that he doesn't do autographs. You're not going to be able to uh, go up to the Beast and get an autograph. Your kid's not going to be able to get their autograph picture signed or anything like that. The Beast can't write. And a lot of people are saying that since they changed the food, that uh, the food and the service is really disappointing. And that it's not worth it. um, That it's just not cup of tea so i want to make you guys aware that if you if you're going to get this hard to get reservation just kind of temper your expectations and yes they have the gray stuff that is saying about in the song but just realize uh not to blow it out of proportion for for your kids so that kind of ends what we're going to be talking about but this is the kind of podcast that you're going to be getting about disney we're going to be giving some tips we're going to be explaining some things uh maybe going over some rides maybe uh going on over highlights that are going to be happening a lot of them are going to be shorter than this a lot of them maybe be half an hour to an hour just discussing different things uh i i absolutely love disney so if you have any suggestions or topics feel free like i said if you're listening to it on anchor hit that voicemail message button and uh shoot us off a message but if you have any topics or suggestions or questions feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, on our Facebook page or on Twitter and we will get to those. But I thank you for putting up with a off topic, uh an off sports topic uh podcast and I look forward to seeing you real soon.